Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. And welcome in. This is a, I'm going to call it a GC quotations live, not actually a GC live or not live, but a special edition of the GC live show, the GC podcast. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Colin Taylor. We're previewing the South Carolina baseball regional that is going to start at noon on Friday and hopefully exciting series. Live are presented by Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, clinthammond.com, 803-771-6933. Our good friend, Clint Hammond, his in MLS number is 71597. Apparently, I'm supposed to say that for every ad, uh, 803-771-6933 or chammond at mortgagenetwork.com. He's our presenting sponsor. Good friend, big Gamecock, and a Gamecock Central subscriber as well. So go support Clint like he supports us. Colin, um, I will say this. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm going to start with a Homer statement, but I, I firmly believe this, man. The NCAA baseball tournament is better when the Gamecocks are in it. And I think if you are someone in this state, if you're in the Palmetto State, if you covered South Carolina, or if you're a Gamecock fan, certainly out there, it it almost you almost took it for granted for a while that South Carolina was going to be in the tournament every year. Now, some years, you know, you might be hosting. Some years, you might be a national seed, and, you know, you're hosting through the Super. Some years, you might be a two seed. But there was a stretch where you were going to be in the postseason. It was just – it was happening. It was done. Um, the last, uh, you know, five or six years, it's sort of been – you know, there's been some back and forth. Some years you're in, some years you're not. South Carolina back in it. A weird path to hosting. But even as the two seed here, uh, if you're South Carolina, you'll take it all day long, man. You survived this massive, just ridiculously tough schedule. And now you're here. You're a two seed, but you're at Founders Park. Um, I'm uh, I'm expecting a, a true college baseball, traditional college baseball atmosphere, a pre-COVID type atmosphere. And uh, as a sports fan, I'm I'm excited for that part of it, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, listen, college baseball. You, it's not only better when South Carolina is in the tournament; it's better when Founders Park is getting to host NCAA tournament games. I mean. It's <laughs> I think fans have learned to not take hosting and having tournament games at Founders Park for granted over the last 10 years. Um, well, goodness, probably seven or eight now after, you know, not getting to host for a while. But however you do it, you've gotten to host and that's the fun of it. I'm expecting five, six, seven, maybe even a full house 
on at noon on a Friday. Um, it's it's just going to be a lot of fun in what's going to be just an absolutely well-rounded, uh, wide-open regional where you just don't know what's going to happen. It's four really good baseball teams, um, three teams who I think have a legit case to win it. Um, and it's, it's just going to be so much fun, and I cannot wait and get to cover. This will be my third postseason and second getting to cover them um, – hosting so uh fantastic and post postseason baseball is unlike anything you're going to find in college sports and it's just so so much fun so uh south carolina has the draw of, of in their regional you got old dominion is the one south carolina the two of course virginia the three jacksonville a little bit of a cinderella story here they uh they win their tournament get in uh, they're 16 and 32 overall but you uh you do what you have to do in your conferences postseason tournament you can you can find a way. They they did that, so they're riding a high. Great um, great story, great experience for them. I'm sure to get to play in the NCAA tournament. But South Carolina, as we said, it's it's a nooner at Friday. Look, that that's a little bit weird. It seems like uh, you know most of the time South Carolina's hosting. They're the one. They pick the night game. It seems like. Um, I guess I, I saw Kingston said uh, part of this is that TV wanted uh, wanted to be able to put South Carolina on national TV as opposed to to one of the. Um, the streaming channels, so that that one goes to noon. South Carolina is going to go ahead and um, by by Friday night, by uh, by tomorrow night, as we're recording this on Thursday, they're they're going to either be feeling really good or they're going to know they have a a, a long path to, to win this thing. So you're getting it out of the way right off the bat. And uh, speaking of getting it out of the way, let's get let's get this out of the way. Was there anything newsy, anything breaking? Mark Kingston spoke to the media. This was the final sort of little. Uh, they do these official press conferences before these regionals start. Um, what did Kingston have to say? Obviously, I think something South Carolina fans are probably interested in is uh, the latest injury report. What can you tell us about uh, George Khalil, about Brendan Malone, just the, the guys that have been dealing with some nagging injuries the last couple of weeks? Yeah, um, Mark Kingston said that he anticipates them being able to play and being able to have an impact on this regional um, they passed all their medical tests. They've been able to do a bunch of different stuff as they've geared up for it. So um, I would anticipate not only Brennan Malone, who's dealing with a hamstring, uh, George Clue, who's dealing with an oblique, but Brandon Wimmer, who's dealt with um, – they've given it the hockey designation. It's a lower body injury um, with Braylon Wimmer. Um, he's he's played through it, but he's back to at least as close to healthy as you can get this time of year. And um, all three of you guys should be – good to go for this weekend and um, all the pitchers are rested up and, and ready to go as well after they get some time off. Yeah. And you know, Colin, they've, they've had some guys obviously who had to take some time off, but they've had some guys who have gutted it out and, and showed some toughness and played through injuries. I mean, um, you know, I, I was at that final Tennessee game, final uh, regular season game of the year and Wimmer is out there just uh, completely gutting it out, uh, diving all over the place, hustling for balls. Um, despite, uh, not really being able to walk without a, a limp on that lower body injury, as you deemed it, I would probably say it was an ankle. But you know, it uh, <laughs> you know you, you have to you have to be weird about things in sports these days. So um, the lower body injury there, he gutted it out, and uh, you know I, I I respect that. I, I think it was um, you had several guys. It sounded like uh, that have sort of maybe we're at a point. I know I know you want to make a run in the SEC tournament if you're South Carolina. I know you don't want to go out there and just lose the first game and come home. So I'm not spinning that in any way, but once you lost and the reality set in, 
there probably were some built-in advantages to actually getting some time off when you're talking about a team. Um, you know, I remember I was listening to Derek, to Derek Scott and Tommy Moody just uh, at the beginning of that final Tennessee game, and they're just rattling off guys that are either out or playing banged up um, and guys that maybe aren't even on the injury list, but they're still just having to, to tough it out as well. So um, there are some built-in advantages, I think, for South Carolina in being able to get healthy, reset mentally, and get ready for uh, for postseason play. Yeah, and listen, I trust me. I think all of the media, the fans, everybody would have enjoyed seeing and covering a re, you know a, a deep run in Hoover. But to be honest, the team got eliminated. Um, their plan kind of backfired and thrown you know, CJ Wines and then not going to their bigger arms early. But they got back on Wednesday, and then they had Wednesday through you know Thursday night essentially eight days, almost nine days, to take a deep breath, get healthy. Um, and I think that's going to be more beneficial to South Carolina in the long run than being a one seed or, or hosting a regional. And, and they even got to host, so it's not like they've lost out on anything going to Hoover and losing that first game. So they've had time to rest. They've had time to relax and just get right mentally and I think that's going to be huge for them. Um, they seem confident. They seem ready to go. And I don't think that there's 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 an intrinsic value to that. There's an intrinsic value to being rested. There's an intrinsic value to being confident, whether that's from a hitter perspective, whether that's from a pitcher perspective, getting to rest his arm. And I think you're going to see a very energetic and uh, healthy, <laughs> for the first time in a while, South Carolina team. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think uh, anytime you take a break, there's always sort of that give and take. You get uh, – hey, you get a break. You get to maybe rest your arm a little bit. You get to maybe – maybe there's a muscle that's hurting. You get a little bit of extra time, but you don't want it to get rusty either. So, you know, there's always a little give and take there. There's a little extra nerve when it comes to postseason ball. There's an extra – there's almost a – it's a weird just feeling in the air, I feel like, when you're in playoff ball at any level, really, because one little thing here or there – can be the difference in your season continuing or ending. And that's also, I think, what is so fun about postseason ball. And we're going we're gonna to get that here on Friday, South Carolina, Virginia, noon. Um, what can you tell us, Colin? What, what do you know about Virginia? Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll get into Andrew Abbott here in a second. He's their stud. He's their, he's their guy on the mound. You're going to have a great, as you termed it before we came on, a pitcher's duel between he and Brett Carey. We'll get into that here in a second. I'm looking at, at Virginia's resume. I'm seeing they uh, they had a, actually had a really nice run the ACC tournament. Uh, they're coming off a semifinal berth. Uh, they actually lost to Duke, who was the ACC tournament champion. Um, you know that obviously it, these game ones and regionals generally it's about the pitching. It's about who uh, you know who can make play, who can um, maybe scratch across you know scratch across excuse me a couple of runs. When, when you need to. So, uh, but as far as Virginia as an overall team, um, what can you tell us? that They don't have a, an extremely great record. So uh, what, what do you know about Virginia? They're a team that's going to make you earn it. Everything that you get, whether that's offensively as a pitching staff or, you know, whatever, they're going to make you earn it. Um, they're an offense that doesn't strike out a lot. They get on base quite a bit. They have a really good on-base percentage. Um, an offense that doesn't strike out, they make you get them out, whether that's from 
flying out, whether that's sack bunting, whether that's anything like that. They're going to make you earn it. And as a pitching staff, the same way. They don't walk a lot of guys. Um, Abbott obviously has their biggest strikeout numbers, uh, but they've struck out over 550 guys this year. Um, they And they're defensively, they have a 975 fielding percentage. So it's an offense that's not power happy, but they're going to you know rattle off two, three, four singles in an inning, a double mixed in there and really make you earn everything you have. And it's a bullpen that can shut you down too. So South Carolina's got their work cut out for them. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a good test because Virginia doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And if you beat them, you've earned a win over Virginia. You know, Colin, those teams, it seems like in postseason play can be very sneaky, especially if, um, you know, if you're South Carolina, I mean, I was just looking at the comparison. South Carolina has hit 78 home runs this year, and Virginia has hit 35. So from a power perspective, just statistically speaking, I mean, we're night and day here. And, but now, you know, the problem is with, with modern baseball, analytics and all this, uh, you know, you have the whole – most of bats for teams built like South Carolina, it's home run, strikeout, or walk a lot of times it seems like. Virginia can be very annoying if you're an opposing fan or an opposing pitcher when you see a team that actually does maybe use all parts of the field, um, string together hits like you're talking about. Um, if you're getting, if you're South Carolina and you're getting your power numbers, if the ball is flying out on a, you know, on, on Friday afternoon, then maybe it doesn't matter. But uh, if you're South Carolina and you're not getting your home runs and you're not getting your big innings, then um, that's a team that can be very, very almost annoying because that used to be the norm. Good hitting teams were able to do things like that. Now it's it's almost kind of a little bit of a throwback. It, it sounds like, at least from what I'm seeing statistically, and and it seems like Colin both both teams are going to pitch. Uh, if you if you just look at the stats, um, both teams have some pretty solid solid arms and have pitched just overall. Uh, their numbers are, are actually pretty similar in, in that standpoint. Yeah, no, it's it's a Virginia team that's very annoying. Um, they do enough offensively, and their pitching staff's probably their strong suit. Um, their numbers offensively are better than South Carolina's, but yeah, their ERA team ERA is better. Uh, Andrew Abbott's obviously a, diff- a different kind of pitcher than just a stud, but teams are only hitting 243 off of them um, and not hitting for a, a lot of power. I mean, they're only slugging 370 off Virginia's pitching staff. So um, it's a team that does well limiting damage. Uh, they've only given up 188 earned runs all year. So this is a staff that South Carolina is really going to have to be aggressive early. They like to fill the zone up. They like to throw strikes. And if South Carolina gets a pitch in the zone that's hittable, you have to be able to take it the other way and hit it where they hit it where they've pitched it. And if they don't do that, they'll be in trouble. And if they can do that and are able to get some big hits and big moments, um, which they've struggled with at times this year then you feel good about your chances. But, uh, yeah, it's a pitching staff that doesn't walk a lot of guys. They strike out a lot of guys. Uh, teams don't hit all that well off of them. Um, so you're going to have to earn everything you get from all the guys that they're going to trot out at you. Yeah, so let, let's talk about this The starting pitchers matchup. Um, should be a fun one, man. I, I think Kingston said, hey, this this might be one of the better ones in the country for, for Friday, and he's probably got a strong case for that. I mean, Brett Carey, I, I think um, – were you surprised at all 
that carries the guy. I mean, I, I think it made once, especially when South Carolina exited the SEC tournament. So there was no, you know, this wasn't a scenario where Kerry had like just pitched or something and maybe, you know, you needed an extra day for him or anything like that. This was a situation where he's rested as the year has gone on. And once they moved him into the starting rotation, I mean, he's been like clearly their best guy. Um, if you're South Carolina, coming out of the loser's bracket is going to be very, very difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, is it is it safe to say this was a no-brainer to start, Kerry? Was there any, was there any you know, eh, do you save him for, for game two, or, or do you think it was a pretty straightforward decision, man? Oh, this was as straightforward as straightforward comes. I mean, if you're the one seed and you're playing Jacksonville, yeah. Maybe you maybe you make the, a different decision knowing you have yeah. either OBU or Virginia coming up. But the fact that you're playing Virginia, they have Abbott on the mound. They're stud. Um, you almost have to go Brett Carey because he's been so good for you, not only of late once he's been slid into that starting rotation, but um, just all, all season. I mean, his performance at Vanderbilt against Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Tennessee, all of it has been fantastic. and. Um, yeah, as no-brainer as no-brainer comes, especially knowing your opponent and, and who they were throwing, especially because Abbott's, Abbott's not – I don't think he's better than Carey, but he's just as dang good. Yeah, and great numbers, man. He, he's 8-5 and five this year, 2.63 ERA. He's a lefty. So what, what can you tell us uh, about him as a pitcher? Um, any any thoughts or knowledge on his style, what, what South Carolina – can expect from him as far as like a repertoire. I know you said they're going to fill it up regardless. They're not going to, they're not going to give you anything. South Carolina's going to have to go out there and, and earn it. But um, do, do you have any sort of additional knowledge on what type of pitcher he is, Kyle? Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that's going to be mid to low nine, you know, 91, 95 with this fastball. He's got some good, you know, the word spin rate. Um, spin rate just helps you elevate the fastball. Um, it, some deception, so he has some of that. He has deception there. The breaking ball um, is not afraid to fill up the zone and just throw it in there and challenge hitters. Um, kind of a, it's not all the way over the top uh, from an arm angle perspective. So they've been doing a lot of work with Skylar Mead, who's a lefty, um, but he's a competitor, man. Um, it might not be the most overpowering stuff. He's not going to come in there like a Thomas Barr and be pumping 96, 97, but. Uh, crafty lefty can ratchet it up to 95 when he wants to and uh, gets a lot of movement on his pitches with a really good curveball. So South Carolina's got their work cut out for him. And um, if they can get to him early, you feel good about their chances. But if not, he he could probably settle into a group if they wanted to. And they're going to have to take advantage of a pitch up at the zone. Um, he likes to throw it up because he can um, mm. say that. So uh, it'll be interesting. And these, uh, Colin, these game ones and regionals, they're always adventures, man. Like sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's times in the past where South Carolina has cruised through. But, you know, even I, I remember sitting there during the rain delay, yeah. the 2010 season, when none of us knew South Carolina was going to go on to win the national championship. And you're losing in your home park as a one seed against a four seed. And some some of that sometimes there's nerves, but a lot of times it's that regardless of the seating, you're facing your opponent's dude. You're facing their best guy, so you have to find a way to grind it out. It's not going to be easy. You're not just going to bash the ball all over the field. You've got to take advantage when you have guys in scoring position. You've got to execute 
Um, and you got to do it with a little bit of extra nerve, like I said. So the game one, you just have to find a way to grind it out and, and find a way to win this game. Do you have uh, do you have any keys to victory for South Carolina versus Virginia um, on Friday? Yeah, start early. Um, you need to put some offense up early against Abbott. Um, if you can do that, it kind of takes some of the weight off. You know, they've they've played from behind. It feels like all SEC play for the most part. And they've done well battling back, but you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're down two or three runs or even more to that kind of pitcher. And if you – that's the big issue. If you can get to him early, uh, tag him, then you feel good about your chances. And same with the – you know, I think South Carolina's given up They've given up oof, 17 plus um, nine is – I'm doing math on the spot here, and I'm a journalist, and that's not a good idea. That's um, never a good thing. <laughs> no, I think that 17 plus nine is 26. Um, they've given up 26 runs over their last four games, and the majority of those have come in three innings. Um, so they have to be better about limiting big, limiting big innings. Um, they had like a seven-run inning against Tennessee in game one. Uh, a four-run inning against Tennessee in game three, a six-run inning against Alabama. So um, you have to limit the big innings. And if you can do that, because Virginia is such a momentum-based offense too and can string together some hits, you can limit them, you know, give up a single or two and not anything else, then you feel good about your chances. Um, So that's kind of where they are. If they can limit big innings pitching-wise and jump on Abbott early, um, easier said than done on both of those sometimes. Uh, but if they can do th- those two things, I feel really good about South Carolina's chances against Virginia. All right, so uh, we're, we're obviously – we're not going to do some big breakdown for Old Dominion versus Jacksonville, but uh, I do think we need to talk about Old Dominion for a second. They are the one seed. Yeah. It, Colin, it, it almost feels like – I don't want to say they're like the forgotten team in this thing. They're not. But because South Carolina has a fan base, they're – you know. The first opponent is Virginia. So the fans are, are talking about South Carolina and Virginia. Old Dominion is not some name program. They're not some, uh, you know, SEC or ACC opponent. They're pretty good, though. Like, you, you can't just – that you don't you don't win. You don't win 42 games. Um, I don't care what level. I don't care opponents. I don't care any of that stuff. You don't win 42 games without being pretty good, pretty talented. So um, what can you tell us about this Old Dominion team as far as – how they've gotten to the point that they're at. And I know South Carolina can't can't overlook them. Obviously, they've got to get through this first one first. But as a fan base, uh, don't overlook Old Dominion and just assume South Carolina can beat them because uh, you're going to get two tough tests. If you beat Virginia, you still have a big mountain to climb on, on Saturday to, to get completely into that winner's bracket. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, I think Old Dominion is what South Carolina's offense wants to be. Um they're hitting 311 as a team, like as a team hitting 311 with 101 home runs, 101. I mean, it, it, it's insane. Um, they're slugging 554 as a team, on-base percentage of 405. I mean, as a pitching staff, it's good, not great. Um, it, they do enough. Like, listen, when you're scoring like eight runs a game and hitting 100 home runs, your pitching staff doesn't need to be the 90s Braves. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, it, it, they their pitching is serviceable and good enough, but where they make their money is their off. 
offense. Uh, that's how they win games. I mean, I'm looking now. They have one, two, three, four, five, six nearly everyday starters hitting over 300. Six. And of those, four are hitting at least 330. I mean, this is just insane offensive lineup. And, um, if South Carolina, if both teams win, um, you're probably looking at Brandon Jordan pitching against them, is my guess. Mm-hmm. So this is just it, it's a it, it's an offense that you have to be so wary of. It's just okay defensively. It's very they have some really good bullpen pieces. Um, so this is a this is a team that's they're ranked in the top fifteen for a reason. They're a top sixteen seed for a reason. Um, and it's in large part because of this offense. And you know South Carolina overlooks them. There's, I mean, they could lose, um, just plain and simple. And I think that that's going to be, if South Carolina beats Virginia and Old Dominion obviously beats Jacksonville, which I think Old Dominion will, um, it's going to be a really tough test for them because this offense is unreal. Yeah, dude, I, I was I was doing the same thing you were doing. I was counting these guys uh, that were over 300, and then I I went by OPS. So if you're if you're not an, an average guy, if you're an OPS guy, a little more new school, which I think. OPS, uh, without getting into like the super deep analytics, OPS is a pretty good judge of if you know if you can if you can hit and can hit with some power. And dude, they have they have literally five guys in their lineup with an OPS over a thousand, and then the next guy is nine eighty six. So they match. They match. that is insane. Um, one kid, Kyle Battle, great baseball name, Kyle Battle. I hear you. With a seven ten slugging percentage and eighteen home runs, so dude, that's that's impressive. Again, don't care what level you're at, um, very impressive. And it th- this is always this is something to me that's kind of fun when we get into regional play. Is you sort of find out, you know, th- those guys weren't wouldn't put up those numbers obviously if they're playing in the SEC each week. Right. But those guys, all, if you do that at any level you're pretty dang talented. So I, I like this sort of – I like these these little battles where we find out, okay, does this sort of big fish in a small pond that is just absolutely raked, how does it match up when they face an SEC team? Maybe with, you know, not quite as good a number. So I, I, those, those little matchups are fun. And um, that – obviously, if you're South Carolina, you, you hope you get to that point that we're having this conversation about – um. Jordan versus these uh, these bashers in in the ODU lineup. Uh, I, I'm with you, man. Looking at not not to just hopefully we don't have any Jacksonville fans listening to the the preview pod saying y'all don't even talk about Jacksonville. Um, it, it's hard. It's they're seven. They're sixteen and thirty two. It's hard to give them. You know, I know in the open, Colin, you said there's about three teams that have a chance to win this thing. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to with an honest face sit here and say that Jacksonville has a real shot to win it. Now, anything in sports can happen. We know that. But um, I, you almost kind of think this is one of those situations where they'll tell their grandkids about how they they went on this miraculous run to get to play in the tournament. If yeah. they win a game once they get here, that's then that's, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. And it's not a terrible offense. Um hitting 262 as a team. They're not slugging all that well, but it's not a terrible offense. I mean, their pitching has just struggled this year. I mean, team ERA of 629. They've walked 
244 guys. They don't strike out a bunch of guys. Teams are hitting 270 off of them. This is a team that is going to struggle against, I think, really good teams. And you have three really good teams in this regional. So um, congrats to Jacksonville for making it this far. And I'm going to feel really dumb if Jacksonville goes on a run. Um, But just based off the numbers and kind of based off, they're probably a little out of gas, I would assume. Yeah. Emotional high that was last week. Um, It just, it, it might be so tough for them against, especially against old dominion who can rake. Um, and then against either Virginia or South Carolina, um, I just I, I find it really, really tough to uh, see a, a feasible way for them to win this regional. Yeah. So, all right, dude. Fin- final thoughts here. Regional. Uh, we're we're obviously. I'm glad Gamecock Central's going to get to cover another postseason. It's fun. It's fun for everybody. It's fun for everybody on the message board. The fan base gets excited. Um, you they, do what? They win. <laughs> yes, they win. Well, they get excited, but it's just a it's a it's a pissed off excited. It's a different right. type of reaction, different kind of emotion after that. Same level of posting, but different kind of emotion going on with it. Yes, there there's re, there's a reaction regardless. Yeah. Um, so what what's your you gave us your key for South Carolina versus Virginia? What's your overall key, um, either for South Carolina or just if you want to say in general what what needs to happen for one of these four teams? to be feeling really good um, come, I guess, Sunday and, uh, and be like, Hey, we're, we're moving on. If you're South Carolina, you have to hit, I think, I mean, they absolutely have the arms and the depth of arms to win a, not only a regional, but I think they have the pitching to win a super regional. Um, This South Carolina team is going to go as far as its offense is going to take them. Um, you hope that facing the Arkansas, the Ole Misses, the Mississippi States, the Tennessees of the world, the back half help you. Um, but if you're able to put up runs and get hits with runners in scoring position and, and put up runs not only uh, in a game but early, um, I think South Carolina feels really good about their chances. And um, if you're another team, you have to get to South Carolina's bullpen and really tax them. If you can beat them early, then that's when – you feel good about yourself. But if you're South Carolina, it's timely hitting. It's being able to get on base and work counts and then get, get into a team's bullpen. Um, if you, if you want to win this regional, and if you do that in your South Carolina, win your first two games, that way you don't have to make a decision. Um, that way Thomas Farr starts for you Sunday night and a chance to go to a super. And I think that's, that's what South Carolina needs to do if they're going to win this thing. Yeah. If you do that, it's, it's very clean. You don't, it, it's really, if you're winning, it's no different than as far as how you set your pitchers. It's no different than a regular SEC weekend. You know, you if you're winning, you're just you play your three games and you go out there, you do everything you can to win. And South Carolina's been setting their staff in order to to play a three game series all year long. So it's really not that much different. If you start, if you drop a game here, drop a game there, start having to play an extra game to stay alive. That's when you really get yourself in trouble, and that's when, that's when Colin. At that point, it becomes one of those scenarios where a guy, and we've seen we've seen kids do this though. A guy is gets asked to maybe step up and do something he hasn't had to do all year. Maybe he has to, you know, throw extra innings. He has to be more of a, a long relief guy instead of a short relief guy. Sometimes, uh, you know, I, I think South Carolina's probably started enough guys that you know you you could get. There's guys that have experience starting at least, but we've seen in the past. I mean. That's how South Carolina found Michael Roth as a as a true starter was by necessity. So 
Um, it, it's very clean if you just win. It gets very weird, and you're piecing stuff together. You're trying to just find a way if you lose, and you're having to sort of battle through it. So we'll, we'll see which path South Carolina takes. Either way, no matter what happens, Colin will have you covered on GamecockCentral.com. Um, either way, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be entertaining, I feel like. So uh, I'm excited. Colin's excited. I hope you all are as well. Um, Colin, you got any closing thoughts, man? No, I'm just ready for it. This, it, Like we said, postseason baseball is better when South Carolina is in it and hosting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to what's going to be, my guess, a very entertaining regional. No doubt. So, again, South Carolina, Virginia, noon. For the people that always say, what channel is the game on? The game is on ESPN2, yes. not ESPN1, ESPN2. And uh, But check out GamecockCentral.com. We'll have complete coverage, and uh, we're looking forward to it. For Colin, I'm Wes. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you at Founders Park. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.